do actors come to you when they're thinking about joining the MCU and saying, like, what am I getting myself into? Some do. Um, I've had I've had some people ask about it. What do you um, say? What's the stock kind of like? <laughs> do you really want? To? I mean, of course I do. I say, just give them one. <laughs> <laughs> leave some space for yourself no yeah just give them one that's what i say prepare your ears humans happy sad confused begins now hey guys welcome to another edition of happy sad confused i'm josh horowitz thanks as always for watching or listening however you're consuming this my guest today she loves true crime, dark magic, and cooking. Yes, I do. Sure. <laughs> three for three? Yeah. Uh, it's Lizzie That's Olsen. That's how I describe myself. Uh, did I miss anything? Anything on the resume we should add? Um, no, I guess not. <laughs> I was going to say... No, it's going to make a bad joke. That that's a, that's would, a, I would just, then you would I, regret then that we got the cut. It, and yeah, then yeah. I'm like, why? Let's not do let's that. N- let's not go down that rabbit hole already. Um, remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss this amazing conversation with returning champion Elizabeth Olsen. Um, it's been, do you know how long it's been since the full fledged podcast has been in your orbit, you no. and I? No. 2015 was our last like in depth soul searching conversation, Lizzie. Oh my gosh! I listened back. I have no idea what happened to me. <laughs> you mean tw- just just no, metaphorically no, or literally? No, or I mean like I don't know what I don't even know what was happening in my life in 2015. Let me tell you, I will fill you in. Oh, cool! That's uh, fun. <laughs> I listened back. You were promoting something. Uh, the last true life story you did, which was Age of Ultron. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> you were also marveling at the fact it was uh, you were in New York in my office at. Um, Anonymity, like yeah, no, no one recognizes me. Recognizes me. I'm in Central Park. Oh yeah, that's funny. Has that changed? Yeah, that's changed. <laughs> it changed real fast with Wandavision. What is? Yeah, it happened kind of overnight. You felt it relatively. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't overnight. It definitely was a gradual thing. The more I was in Marvel stuff, the longer I was in them, and I think Wandavision reached a different large. I mean, not larger, because I feel like the Marvel fans are pretty large, but I think because I was more front and center or right. something, uh, where I'm usually part of an ensemble. And so that 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 shifted. Yes, anonymity shifted. I literally just ended a conversation right before talking to you where I was like, I miss that. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, of course. Do you find yourself, are the conversations, like do you find people want to engage with you on not arguments, maybe that's too strong a word, but discussions about Wanda, for instance? They have takes? No, I think that it's more just, uh, it's like, I think it's, there's this, I remember being in the back of a New York taxi cab, uh, what's his name, Sandy? Oh yeah, um, the the film critic, uh, Sandy Kenyon. Yes, and he was interviewing Michael Shannon, and (laughs) he asked him about, like, what the worst thing is that people say to him, and it's, oh, are you an actor? Are you that guy in that movie? And I was like, why is that such a big deal? Because they like can't remember what you're in. But I understand what he right. means. It's kind of like, oh, wait, am I supposed to now explain to you why you think you might know me? Right. There's that that's awkward because then you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm either like, oh, no, we've never met before. I say that a lot. Right. Um, or... If I'm grocery shopping and they ask, or like if it comes up, like, are you so and so? Sometimes I just lie. And uh, other times you just smile and you just say, oh, thank you. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And then that's it. I just, I, it's none of it's offensive. None sure. of it's 
bad. It's just not, you're not uh, blending into crowds, which is how I prefer to see the world. Right. Yeah. And looking back, so considering that conversation way back when, do you feel like, I don't know, were you overly optimistic that things weren't going to change? Did you know things in your heart of hearts were going to change? Or did you feel like just the nature of the kind of projects you were going to gravitate towards outside of Marvel that, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be able to just do my thing and it's going to be... Well, I sure. still think it's going to change back because I just think people's attention spans are so short. Yeah. Um, and I just, everyone's going to forget that that I was in any of these things. And in a couple years, I'll be having, or five, whenever, how much time has it been? It's been too long. It's been nine years. Hopefully it'll be sooner than that. <laughs> but in like five years right. or two years, I'll be like, oh yeah, nah, no one cares at all anymore. I'm blending into walls just the way I like it. Okay, um, so, so, so I, I yeah. think it will revert back in some way because it just will. So, okay, so before we get into to Love and Death, I do want to reminisce about another point, which is um, we've had some fun times shooting not only interviews over the years, but sketches. Yes. And one of them, I don't know if we've ever had the debrief on this, but um, one was with Aubrey. Yes, it was. Aubrey Closet, one of my favorites. Yes, mine, um, mine too. Uh, human being and sketches. And it was for Ingrid Goes West, another favorite. That was Love, a fun one. Obs- like obsessed. Um, and as you may or may not recall, in that sketch, there is a line where you are kind of the joke is you are ruining the end of Avengers and you say everybody dies <laughs> <laughs> and then Thanos is like give me the infinity gauntlet and Scarlet Witch is like I don't think so whoa, whoa, whoa. tell me you did not just ruin the ending of Infinity War no because everyone dies Lizzie I thought everyone knew that now this was shot <laughs> chronologically speaking a year before Infinity War came out oh so you probably shot it uh, yes, this is, <laughs> I wrote that line for you. You didn't seem to bat an eye. I'm curious, can you recall any hesitation? Like, oh, this is going to get me into deep shit. I'm ruining the end of this movie, essentially, a year before it comes out. No, I think I, I, think I thought, like, oh, people aren't going to think this is the ending because I'm saying this <laughs> guy. Like this is gonna this is this is really like I don't what's it called when you get them off your trail. Right, right. Um that's what I felt like I was I think that maybe that was the thought I had. That's might be giving myself too much credit if I thought about it at all. Which there's a potential I didn't. It's really funny because yeah, after it came Everybody out, die. After it came out, it starts to resurface in my social media feeds where people would be like, Oh my god, she ruined the movie. we now realize she ruined the movie wow. a year ago. You know what? It's fascinating. People talk about, like, I don't know. When I say people, I mean other actors have always made jokes about, you know, there's, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. or Kevin Feige will come out and get mad at you or you'll be reprimanded. I have a feeling I've ruined multiple things many times, and no one's ever talked to me about it. So I think it's fine. (laughs) On the scale of the – on the Ruffalo scale, as we call it, you're still fine. Yeah, but I think Ruffalo does it as a bit. Yeah, now it's a bit. Maybe yeah. I don't think it originally was a bit. You probably. don't. Now okay. he's playing into it. Okay. I mean, he's a pretty clever, funny guy, so it might have always been a bit. <laughs> but I don't want to like take that away from him if it if it you know if it was authentic. <laughs> uh, let's talk about your amazing new limited series, yeah. Love and Death. It's fantastic. Uh, you, Jesse Plemons, who I absolutely adore, yeah, me Lily too. Rabe, um, Patrick Fugit. Uh, yeah, Pat's so good. Amazing. He's so good in this show. So this is what should okay. This is always the debate. What should folks know going in? You think? Um, I think don't 
don't don't uh, google wikipedia the whole story well yeah don't do that don't do that but also like go in not thinking that you're about to watch like a true crime drama or right. something that's not really what we're doing it's not really our show's more of like a profile on um the mentality of people in this town um during this time and it's and the character i play is in a way uh progressive because she really lives by what she pro- projects into the world right or onto the world like she really is about externals as as we have become as a society where it's a lot of presentational um we we are able to control how we present ourselves to the world and that is an important factor in this woman's life and this is candy candy, candy. montgomery yes who um so this is the setting is the late seventies, Texas. Thank you. You're doing thank you. I'm trying sorry. to help her along. <laughs> it's on the max, as they call it, and as the kids call it now. Um, HBO Max. HBO, HBO Max. max. Still no, HBO no, no, Max. No, no. Oh, it's still HBO Max. Still HBO as of Max. Today? Okay. Well, I think on I I don't know when they're making that shift, but on my on my, it's called a television at home. <laughs> <laughs> the two. Yeah. Um, it says HBO Max. Right, so you're in order with that. to get to you the signed show. on the HBO Max. You didn't sign up for this Max crap. No, and no one's told me that we need to start talking about Max. Okay. So I feel like it's HBO Max and, until sometime in May, right, Marla? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. I think we're still safe with calling it HBO Max. We got through that. Okay. What were we saying? Okay. Oh, so late seventies, Texas. Yeah. And yes, Candy, Silicon Prairie. Um, what I think is interesting is, yeah, as you allude to, she is someone that wants more. She yes. wants more out of life and yes. doesn't necessarily have the tools or the right ideas of how to yes. go about it. Yes, to say. she has a very romanticized um, vision of what that could be, and one of and one of the romanticized visions is a is a big old affair, romantic affair, um, and so. But that and that is something that she seeks out actively. Methodically, and very methodically direct, very and direct. directly, which you gotta, you know, you gotta respect that directness. I certainly do. I was gonna say, did you, in your dating life, did you have that kind of directness? Like, I would like to date you now. I wouldn't think it we be should... amazing if we did that though. And we were like, and I want to stop. Right. Like, I know we're trying to be kind to each other, but instead of us like ignoring each other, yeah. let's just agree to the stop. Passive aggressive, quiet. Yeah, the ghosting, yes. as they say, as the kids say, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, as Anna Darmus and Chris Evans say. <laughs> we're promoting that too. Apple. <laughs> TV Plus. I'm not Check in that. it out. <laughs> Team player. Didn't even know where you could see it, but that's where I well. guess you can see it. Uh, but I, yeah. So she she propositions Jesse Plemons's character Alan Gore with an affair, and it ends up being a very uh, different kind of affair than you could imagine. It becomes right. more of a friendship, which might actually be more dangerous than a physical affair. Some may argue because there's a lot of intimacy that they're anyway, getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm from each other that they don't get from their partners in their lives. Um, And that affair then leads to a murder. Dot, dot, dot. So, and this, look, this is inspired by true events based on, on, uh, and obviously, but there's, there's humor in this as well. And yet you're also dealing with some, with murder, with some horrible situations. Yes. We're trying to embrace this these absurd circumstances and situations um that these interesting characters find themselves in with hopefully not completely letting people off the hook of the fact that there was actually a death that affected multiple families that are around today we mentioned the actors friday night lights fan jesse plemons have you watched i watched a couple episodes when i was in texas just because i was curious where like baby plemons started (laughs) uh 
but yeah, and I, I felt like I had to really commit to a lot of hours if I were to it's a lot. watch That's it. That's like an 80-hour so, commitment, I know. Yeah, so I just, you know, watched a couple, and I was... And it was also, I just loved the way it was shot. It That's just felt great. so of its time. Yeah, yeah. Like this like handheld television kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. thing. It, it, I, I totally got what they, were, what they were doing with it. And it was, it was fun to watch it now as opposed to when it was happening. The, the, the milieu is really fascinating because like we get to see you in these contexts that I've never seen you in before. Uh, Volleyball. I don't know if that's been a part of your life. Huge part of my life. I was on a I was on a traveling team when I was Seriously? younger. Yeah, age eleven to fourteen. Oh, so this must have brought it all back. Yeah, it was really fun to get to play volleyball. <laughs> I had so much fun. Were you very competitive as a as a kid? I was very competitive. Yeah, I was very very competitive. I even had like a a private coach at one point. Um, I was like, you know, I was a starting varsity setter when I was a freshman, okay. and we won league. All right. If you, you and I don't even know what that means it anymore. Sounds but impressive. I, we won the league we were in. What's your outlet, your your athletic outlet now? Are you a pickleball player? Oh my god, you... I've only done it twice. What a fun game. I'm really played. late I to really, it. I, I want to play. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I started playing with my little sister and her boyfriend, and it's so much fun. Uh really I re- highly recommend it. Not like it not like they need the endorsement. No, but they're me. the hottest thing right now. <laughs> But that was fun. Uh, I I am I'm very. How do I how do I let out my physical? I mean, I I work out a lot because I think it's fun. Uh, That's a whole nother conversation that I can't get behind. But okay, you yeah. think it's fun to work out just generally? I think it's just because I I played sports and danced my whole life. Got it. And I think when I went to college and became an inanimate object, I was like <laughs> starting to get. Years, to, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started to get depressed. My mom was like, "Well, Lizzie, are you exercising?" And she was right. I wasn't. <laughs> and it makes you feel good. You know what? Those endorphins are real. How close an impression is that to your mom? Her voice. Uh, I think I, I mean, she's, she's usually a higher pitch voice than that. Really? Yeah. She's a very, very fun voicemail person. Like I love listening to her voicemails. What are her typical? Hi lizard. It's your mom. Like that's what she sounds like, but I think higher. Lizard. Yeah. That was, that's And it's all, every, every voicemail starts with, hi lizard. It's your mom. Did everybody call you lizard growing up or just mom? Uh, fam- family and best friend. Yeah, called me lizard. And now Robbie sometimes calls me lizard, my husband. Um, yeah, so when I was in Godzilla, my birthday cake was a lizard. Perfect. Yep. We were talking before we started. Um, I now have, uh, by dint of research, I know you are not necessarily the biggest fan of roller coasters, thanks to the great Colbert interview you did. Um, <laughs> there is a sequence that, yeah, has jumped out at me like, oh, this is... It's always a fun thing to talk about, like how do you act while you're in that kind of circumstance? I and couldn't act while I was in it. It was, I was. It was just survival. It was only it was when we started on. going in reverse, where you can like it's a two minute video. When we start going in reverse, I start trying to protect, like put candy back on, and but I'm like talking manically to Jesse the entire time so it's not even usable because we're not we're filming a montage we're not supposed to be talking so okay I want to just dive in a little deeper did you do you fear death do you just fear nausea is just is like physical uh, intellectual torture what is what is the problem so when I was younger I had a theory that my friends don't want to be on a roller coaster that I'm on because that's the moment there's gonna I had just this idea I, right. I don't like things that go fast okay i don't like this idea of i don't like adrenaline rushes okay um so i'm you know if someone's driving too fast in a car like i tell drivers 
um, you know what? You can slow down. I don't. I'm good. I don't. I yeah. don't like getting places quickly. Like we're good. <laughs> Lateness is kind of my thing. Yeah, I rather, I rather get <laughs> there and be than late. die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I do have a fear of accidents. Yeah. I guess when with fast things. Yeah. Um, I do know where that comes from, but I will not be sharing that <laughs> on a, in a public oh forum. Gosh. But it does come yeah. from something when I was a little girl that didn't happen to me, but that happened to others. Okay. And so it's just ingrained in me. Got it. Safety first. And I, di- I didn't find roller coasters to be safe. So when I would go to um, whatever they're called, amusement parks with my friends, I would always just wait in line and just yeah. like then walk on and walk off and like wave goodbye. And then I would sometimes they'd be like, oh, you got to go on this one. You got to go on this one. I'll be like, OK, I am. And then I would just walk on and walk off. And they'd be right. like, oh, Lizzie. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, Lizard did it again. And it just was something that I just I did not feel safe doing. Right. And there's just a part of me that thinks it's the way I'm going to die. I don't know. And so Going it was dark, really yeah. embarrassing. And it wasn't, I was saying before we started filming, like I wasn't trying to um, play into the dramatics or the attention or whatever, but like I just started burst, I just started crying when before we had to shoot this stupid montage, like a few frames of the whole show. And it was monstrous in my mind and it was really embarrassing uh, <laughs> and now it's funny now it's it funny now at least it's a good talk show story yeah uh, which is all that matters in the which end which is all that matters <laughs> I, it's always so annoying when they're like anything funny happen on set that you can show us any behind the scenes footage and now I have one I'm like well I, I thought usually I was gonna don't. die and I've got tape to show <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah enjoy world it's helpful <laughs> um, I assume a, a more enjoyable uh, singing in a car are you somebody that enjoys singing love singing in a car What's your, anything that's on the radio? What's your go-to? Anything. (laughs) I don't even have to know the song. I love singing in a car so much. I love being on a freeway with the windows down. Like the amount, I don't even have to be, I can be in traffic. There are so many times I'm in traffic dancing my ass off. (laughs) And I just wonder um, if I'll ever see someone who I know and right. they'll be like, the Lizzie, awkward, like, did I just see you dancing? <laughs> <laughs> because I dance my ass off in my car how do you, and sing. While you're driving? How do you yeah, dance while driving? It's like all in your torso. And you just, I mean, it was so fun to get to do those scenes with Candy because like I, I this love. This is in my wheelhouse, yeah. I love singing and dancing in the car. Is ABBA now more in the repertoire or are you? I, I could not stop. Li- oh, it did happen, actually. Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to scare it's you. Okay, it's okay. One, I, one of the things that I, the thing with Candy that was so fun to play is that she has so much energy. And so when it was like 3.45 in the morning and I'm driving to set and I would be tired, I would play some ABBA and just or even not just Abba, I'd play like Sharon Von Etten or mm-hmm. whatever. I was just like playing songs that like got me going right. and got me excited. And I think it was, I was probably listening to 17 or something like that or the one she has with Angel Olsen and uh, driving to work on one of these like narrow dirt roads in the 45 minute or hour drive or something in with no traffic. It was just, we drove to the furthest places and <laughs> uh, got to set and our camera AC uh told our DP, instead of telling me, which she totally could have, that she saw me dancing in the car to work, (laughs) that I was behind her, and I was, like, jamming out. And uh, so he asked me if if that was true, and I was like, oh, my God, every morning is that true, especially playing candy. I have to have good energy. (laughs) 
this is your entry point to Mamma Mia 3, the inevitable yes. end of the trilogy. Yes, yes. I play Lily James's mother this time. <laughs> <laughs> have you, you've, look, I know you loved musical theater growing up. I did, I loved it. So you haven't really gotten to embrace that side of yourself too much. I mean, you've sung no. in film before a little bit. Yes, but ba badly. Well, well, on purpose. She, I yeah. mean, that also was the best I could do. But you'd probably, I don't want to put words in your mouth, want to sing well and to I the utmost to ability. Well, yeah. That's on the list still? Oh, I don't take lessons, but I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gone up for musicals? No, never. Really? Never. Except, I mean, not since high school. That's kind of surprising. Um, Should it be? Should I be surprised? Mm, no. I was told that I sang flat starting when I was 12, and that kind of... That kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to uh, conservatory school in Russia, we had to sing. Right. And uh, and that was there was like a big emotional block to get me to do that in front of people because of being twelve. Um, but it was really freeing to be able to do that in a class. Honestly. Who do you think is a big bigger musical theater nut? Uh, you or Chris Evans? Oh, definitely not me. Definitely Chris Evans. Really? Yeah. I, I really just know like the classic movies and the ones okay. I was in. I don't really know anything about anything else. <laughs> have, you, have you sung with him? Have you had karaoke? Have you done anything? No. Okay. Are you a karaoke-er? No. Me neither. Never done it. Not into that I can't that do it publicly. All. Yeah. I, I don't. I. Just in your box, in your car, you'll do it, but not. Yeah. No, no. It's not for anyone. You know? <laughs> it's, for, <laughs> it's, it's really for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I. I I think I feel eyes on me enough. I don't need yeah. to add, I don't need to put myself in that position. Hey guys, I am so excited to talk about our sponsor this week. It's HelloFresh. You know HelloFresh. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, affordable, and yes, actually fun. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Plus, it's more than just those delicious dinners. You can pick from over 40 weekly recipes and you can choose from over 100 items to round out that order. Snacks, easy lunches, desserts, pantry necessities. It all arrives together in one box on the delivery day of your choosing. Plus, it's all about quality, guys. That's why their seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness. And they travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. I know this from experience, guys. Just the other night, we made beef flautas. They were delicious. They were seasonal. They were fresh, and they were easy to make. And most important, they were delicious. So, go to HelloFresh.com slash HSC one six and use the code HSC one six for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's go to hellofresh.com slash HSC one six. Use that code HSC one six for those 16 free meals and free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So again, again, going down memory lane, looking at the yes. math. Yes, I think we're basically we're ba yes, we're basically happy ten years of Marvel almost. You've, oh yeah, you were cast basically around ten yeah. years ago this year. Yeah, the, the, uh, a little later in the year in twenty thirteen. Wow, believe. weird. And I, I know you've talked yeah, about this. I think this. I filmed it when I was twenty five, and I'm thirty four now. There you go. Math. So, <laughs> so, I it's I know from our past conversations. It still boggles you, like, how long this has run and, and just the different iterations. Shocked. Right. Yes. Shocked. I signed on for, like, 
a thing and a half. I don't. <laughs> it's it was funny. One of the things that again I listened to that early conversation we had at, promoting Age of Ultron. You talked about being cast by Joss and him mm-hmm. saying to you, um, "Just don't Google the character. Yes. Look at how you're going to be dressed because you're not going to ever be dressed yes. like that." And then I was, and then I got to be, and I wanted to be. By then you would come around to like, okay, if we're doing it in this way, this makes sense. Yes. And I can have fun. And with then it. I got to be in the tights and the leotard, and it was one of my favorite costumes. <laughs> it really gave me so much joy. And also seeing Paul in his little getup was so cute. <laughs> Did WandaVision lead to any actual sitcom offers? No, but I understand why people like filming sitcoms now because they're the most joyful things you can do. Because of you get kind of the theater buzz, like the reaction. Yeah, the you get that, but it's also you just, you are a physical fool and you're trying to make each other laugh. It's just really fun. So, it's like you're. It's like the chi- the 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 ham that you were as a child on stage for your parents or something right. in your backyard. That it's like you get to be that person. Yes, you get to embrace that person. And with more bells and whistles and all that kind of fun stuff. Yes. Um, any more thoughts? Speaking of that kind of environment of going back to theater more, I know. Oh you, gosh, I want to so badly. It's been a while. Yeah, right? it's been a really long time, and the experience I had last time was not a good one, and so. I really need it for myself. And doing WandaVision and doing Love and Death made me feel really good in my physical body as an actor. And I just, I feel like the best thing to do for that is theater. Um, And I need it. I'm literally, I, I planned a vacation for myself at the end of this press run to just go see a lot of theater. By myself. I've been on a run the last uh, couple weeks in New York. I've been seeing a lot. It's so nurturing. And so, yes, I want that so much. So, um, okay, so we were talking WandaVision. You basically went from WandaVision almost without arrest into... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. It was like I had two days to pack. Not like I had two days to (laughs) pack and traveled on the third. (laughs) So... Look, the WandaVision experience, amazing. And then Doctor Strange, like we know those films often are fluid. And mm-hmm. it seems like this one was a bit fluid. Like So fluid. So was that a little bit of, I don't know, how did you manage it? Did it feel? The way I managed it is I shot what they told me to, to do, and I did it. And then <laughs> I went off and filmed Love and Death while they we'll kind of filmed the what rest they, of yes, the movie yes. without me. And so then I like re did my, I did my voiceover work. To make everything that I'd already done on sense. camera make sense. <laughs> That's how we did Doctor Strange. <laughs> how much did... <laughs> That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> how much That's did... That's how the pie is made or whatever. <laughs> All the cooking metaphors. <laughs> how much did what I saw of Doctor Strange resemble the initial script you saw of Doctor Strange? It resembled more than I thought it was going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely moments where... I, 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 there's a point in making the movie where I just stopped reading drafts. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is just gonna change again. Can right. you dra- just, just keep point me, me towards just the keep camera. me what posted me with the information yeah. I need, and you guys fill in the blanks that you need. But yeah. I'll just keep my lane. Um, Am I good or evil today? What do yeah. you do? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, that one was a wild ride. Do, were, were you are you protective of that character because obviously you know she's the villain of that piece? Yeah, I am. I am protective of her, and and in a way, I'm trying to make sure that the, our fans don't uh, have to watch the same thing multiple times. Like I try and keep it interesting for them, and yeah. try and. At least if something seems similar thematically, at least try and like find a different angle into it or a different way to explore it so that it doesn't just 
um, become repetitive for them. Right. Yeah. Uh, one, one more question about the specifics of that filming. And I think you've alluded to this before, but the sequence where you basically decimate all these like alternate Earth characters, you know, like Patrick Stewart. Oh, yes. And Krasinski. Sequence, yes. Did you know who you were murdering? It changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was on that um, lie detector test right, for right. Vandy Fair. About John Krasinski, I think it was the yes. question, right? So um, I didn't understand that the character he played in the movie was the smartest man on the earth or right, something. Right, right. Reed Richards. And yep. they said, is this the smartest man on earth? And I just didn't understand why they would say that. <laughs> this is what we call plausible deniability. This is good to know a little less. Yes. And I was, yeah. It's, so I, so I, I wasn't even like, I'm really good at like hiding a lie. Like I had no idea why they're asking me that question. Right. And I also didn't shoot with him, but I knew he, he was going to be in it, Right. but he wasn't there when I was there. Yeah. Cause I, I did a, the Daniel Craig of all people did the podcast a few months back yeah. and I asked him about playing Balder the Brave, yes. which apparently was in the, that's offer. what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Daniel Craig? I signed up for Daniel Craig I today. saw the art. <laughs> what, they, <cool? laughs> they made a costume. <laughs> <laughs> they had a design. <laughs> Fluid. Marvel. That's Fluid. just how the way yeah. they roll. Yeah. It's okay. What did he say? He kind of just stared at me and said, I don't know what you're talking about, but oh, okay, you know. okay. Well, shoot, I should have done that. No, I mean that's okay. I mean, God, they, I'm so bad. At this thing. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like an open book. It's horrible. <laughs> it's okay. Classic Ruffalo, classic Lizzie. Um, <laughs> so they are shooting, or maybe I've already wrapped. I don't even know the, the Agatha show, Catherine Hahn. I'm not sure if they're finished yet. Did Aubrey come to you? Like, do actors come to you when they're thinking about joining the MCU and saying, like, what am I getting myself into? Some do. Um, I've had I've had some people ask about it what do you um, say what's the stock kind of like <laughs> do you really want I, I mean, of course I do I say just give them one <laughs> <laughs> leave some space for yourself no yeah just give them one that's what I say yeah meaning like one <laughs> project. project yeah yeah because it's a commitment and it... yeah and I think uh that way that you have more control over um if you know, if if you let's say you're like, oh my god, this was the most fun I've ever had, and I love this character so much, I want to do it again. You now have more creative control yes. for the next one. If it but, makes sense, you know, yes. Don't tell. No, like, don't uh, tell Galuzzi that <laughs> business affairs at Marvel. <laughs> well, like, yeah, and I, I'm not asking you for info on this because this is just a rumor floating around right now. But for instance, speaking of the world's smartest man, the rumor is that Adam Driver is going to play that character. What? Uh, read, I know, which would be. Insane. Wait, and, but why did John do it? Well, John, oh, I because think, different multiverses. There you go. Okay. There you go. So anyone can still play it. I understand now. <laughs> so whether that happens or not, uh, uh, what I'm fascinated wow. by is like from Adam Driver's perspective, who can work with anyone. Yeah. And like, was he going to sign for nine movies, Adam Driver? Like that seems. How many like, kids does he have? Yeah, I think he has a couple. Okay. That's all. Oh, you should think college, uh, college tuition. He's doing fine, I'm sure. I think he's fine. I think <laughs> he's okay. Doing fine. <laughs> Do you? Okay, so beyond Marvel, because you've had a run, and it sounds like it'll probably continue in some form. I know you're not going to tell me anything, but nor do I know anything. I know genuinely. Um, does is there a need like at this point in the career to like sign on to another ongoing thing? Oh gosh, no. No, and if anything, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. it's like it's almost like the I see. Uh, my past and I see 
a road over here and a road over here and I've been traveling down this road and now I'm trying to like make a left hand turn a bit just kind of steer back steer back a little bit yeah um but I mean looking back do you I feel like you've managed it pretty damn well and, and kind I, of I I I think I've tried to find my grounding along the way but I do think that when I started having job opportunities where I it wasn't me just like auditioning for literally everything and anything because I also kind of enjoy doing that um I I didn't really understand how to say no to projects or how to decipher whether or not I should do something or not right or hold off for something else like I didn't really have a philosophy or a plan and I still don't really have a plan but I have more of a philosophy I guess right and that's nice to know and that's nice to have and that's good information um, when I'm look with that looking through projects with that kind of lens and knowledge now. And, and less about career calculation, but knowing the kind of story, yes. the kind of film, the kind of filmmakers that will make you happy and engaged yes. and inspired. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's not about I, I probably the majority of the outcomes would be like, how many people saw that movie? But for right. me, it would it it's. um. I, I need to explore certain things for myself, I think. Um, and there's just, I, I really, um, I want to just get back to like filmmaker driven stuff. It's so funny when people are like, do you want to direct? And all I could think about is there are so many better people out right. there who should be directing. I don't think that's for, that's, that's what I should be focusing on. Well, not to mention that's like two or three years of your life. And it's like, I'd rather at this point in my career, like work with the best for like four different amazing directors. Yeah. Like, three years. Yeah. And there are some filmmakers that I really right. I'm, I have projects that hopefully end up coming together with, cause I think they're so talented and they've, they haven't had the opportunity to do narrative fiction or not. I mean, narrative features. features yeah. Um, and so there's, there's that too. And it's like, these people I think are am like amazing and yeah. they are about, I want to be a part of that opportunity for them. Not like saying I'm the opportunity, but say I want, I want to be a part of, See I want to have the opportunity yep. of getting to work with them while they get to have so much more. Well, it's also striking to see sort of like where your career coincided with the evolution of how movies and TV are made. Because, oh, it's been so bizarre. Because when we started talking yeah. and when you, you know, were the Sundance queen no in the beginning. No streaming services. Did not exist. <laughs> but like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and those movies... Um, they don't exist or they exist, but they're few and far between now. The ones you were making or yeah. they're streamers. And yeah. Or they become, they become something you stream, not really see in a theater. Um, I mean, theaters have closed. I mean, the yeah. theaters have closed. I mean, it's really sad. Uh, I do think that because of all that though, I have to hope that because pendulums always have to swing yeah. back, that we are getting back to that. I also think that um, it's, it's harder to make, a movie for like a middle budget and it's actually a little bit easier to figure it out for something smaller. Right. And I do think there's going to be some really creative and there has been some really creative filmmaking like Sanctuary. I fucking oh, love it. Margaret Qualley. Yeah. And that's yeah, like I, one, that. I don't know. I don't know if he built the set, found the set or just like, I don't know if it was a location or if it was the whole thing was a stage, but it's like a, did you see it? I haven't seen you it. You haven't seen it. It's, it's contained. And I am like, I just think it's contained and it's beautiful and I'm assuming he like elevated the budget beyond with just being um, visually very creative. And so 
I'm really inspired when I see things like that. And so I hope it just kind of swings back in that way. Happy Sad Confused is all about picking the brains of the best and brightest in the world about their respective crafts. And that's why Masterclass is such a fantastic fit for Happy Sad Confused. Masterclass is something I know from experience is a fantastic resource. Over 180 classes at your disposal from a range of world-class instructors. I know from experience. I have learned how to train my dog from the great Brandon McMillan. I have learned acting tips from Samuel L. Jackson that have informed the conducting of this podcast. There is so much opportunity for you with Masterclass. It is accessible on your phone, on the web, on smart TVs, anything you need, a variety of topics, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, usually around just 10 minutes long. You can learn at your own pace. There are supplemental materials. It is fantastic, guys. I highly recommend you check out Masterclass. You can get unlimited access to every class. And as a Happy Sad Confused listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash HSC and now that's masterclass.com slash HSC for 15% off Masterclass today. Do you still audition? I don't really. I, I, the last time I auditioned was because I was trying to convince someone who didn't want to hire me to hire me. And I've never done a self tape at home before. It was like a COVID thing. It's like now what actors do all the time, yeah. which I, sounds awful because the I love auditioning in person so much. Sure. I didn't even like t going to tape at like my agent's office or something. And now that I have to do it, you have to do it. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So that was a painful experience. And then sh the director was also like, no, I'm serious. I didn't want to hire you. So there is so there is that. But that was my last audition. How did that work out? Well, I just didn't get it. It's OK. I didn't get it. Okay. That's fine. Okay. It, the movie did very well. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Sore point. Uh, did I see it? No. <laughs> did I love the script? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Can you clear up, speaking of audition thing, because again, yeah. another topic we talked about way back when was Star Wars. You were a Star Wars fan growing up. Oh, yeah. And you I don't really know what's going on right now with Star Wars, but I still love 4, I 5, barely six. do. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. But um, but back in the day, you were saying how you'd seen sides of actors that had been like friends that had auditioned. And then there was like a report over the years that you had to pass on auditioning for Force Awakens because of Age of Ultron. I, do, I never had an audition for that. Okay. That wasn't even... In the ether no. or not timing wise, not mm -hmm. the right thing. But fun rumor. Good rumor, right? <laughs> <laughs> I bet the internet's filled with them. <laughs> so for the reasons we just discussed, though, that's yes. that would be a vexing kind of question, right? Like the love of Star Wars versus signing on for something that can take up your life for another decade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would do that right now. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like even like an ongoing television series that that to me sounds like a hard thing to say yes to, even though I wish Love and Death had a second season because I just had so much fun playing this part, which is, you know, weird, but true. Do, do you have a morning period after a, a project wraps? Like what's your like kind of go back to reality um, process I think generally? when we wrapped, I think we went straight into press for Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, yeah, I ha I mean, I think it creeps up on me. I don't know how to like move on. Uh, it creeps up on me later that 
and it was funny. It was when we were in South by Southwest for the premiere or the like first screening or something, whatever you would call it, um, of of Love and Death. David E. Kelly after afterwards we were having this like little dinner thing. I'm calling it a dinner thing because we were standing, not sitting. So it was like a dinner thing. <laughs> so dinner. buffet line? Where yeah, were we? <laughs> yeah, kind of. It was like outside and we were standing around. And he asked me um, if I missed candy. And he was like trying, he was like kind of cheeky when he asked me that. And he knew what I was going to, I mean, I deeply miss playing this part. And there's a big part of me that wishes it was a um, fictional show because I would love, it is actually a character I'd love to return to. I, I noticed something that slipped by me was you, you had a book out last year. You had a children's book. You had a children's Patty book. Harmony. Yes. Which as I understand it was one of the goals is about um, helping kids deal with anxiety. Yes. It's giving them the, uh, the emotional language tools um, for young, young ages. Has anxiety been something that you dealt with growing up that you still kind of wrestle Not with? when I was a kid. It just all of a sudden hit me when I was 21 or 22. I just started having panic attacks. And so I didn't, I never had anxiety. I never had panic attacks and nor did I know a word for it. Right. So I instead, you know, got a CAT scan and got my blood work done and got my heart looked at and was this I, after a specific like moment like an, you had no what, you it, was, was... I, it just happened one dinner oh, I wow. just like literally just came over me and then it just didn't stop happening yeah. and so I saw an internist and uh and it, it just ended up that I like the internist came in and was like I think you're just having a case of good old-fashioned panic attacks <laughs> and he was like this really old man you know it was, it's like what are you talking about panic attacks yeah. I don't have that like I don't have anxiety I don't I didn't have those kinds of things uh as a kid uh it just all of a sudden hit me one day it was very weird and uh and I feel like I do have a, I learned a lot of tools on how to deal with it without medication. Um, although I think medication is a very helpful tool. I didn't, I didn't want, to, I didn't want to be on medication because I was scared of medication. It's <laughs> <laughs> the cascading problem. So maybe I do have anxiety. I have anxiety um, about medication for anxiety. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> I don't like roller coasters. I don't like going fast. I'm going to die. So maybe I did have a lot of anxiety as a child and I just didn't know. Right. Buried. Not <laughs> Not so deep. Um, should I be worried that there's, I think this is like the first time we've chatted where there's nothing on the upcoming there's resume. There's nothing on the upcoming resume. I am so unemployed. Good for you. Take I a, mean, take I a don't breather. want to, I don't really want to be. It's just that everything fell apart. <laughs> I'm at the world or career no, or life. My career's falling apart <laughs> oh, no. at the seams. Oh, well. No, there was, Good there run. was like one thing I was supposed yeah. to do and it didn't work out because actor availability and then there's another thing that was supposed to go through and then the dates didn't work and then financing and it's just a wild world with the strikes about to happen so it's just an odd time I think for our industry to to make things happen right now Fair enough. Well, you can take a breather. You can expand the the yeah. cooking repertoire. Still... I'm learning a lot this time off. It's 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 constructive time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do. Um. Let's wrap with the happy second fused profoundly random questionnaire. Okay. Some random questions for you. Dogs or cats, Lizzie? Dogs. That's correct. Yeah. Um. What's the wallpaper on your phone? It's um, a close-up shot of a black silk fabric <laughs> maybe you sh- 
You should consider the medication. You should. <laughs> it's what? like a really pretty, like, yeah. you know, silk, like, hits light, and it's like, yeah. so it's a pretty fabric, so it okay. just looks like a pretty, it's not just black, you know, it's like textured black right. fabric. Yeah, it's soothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather have dinner with Vin Diesel or Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day. It's the last actor you were mistaken for. myself <laughs> i i don't remember i don't think i've i've been mistaken for many other people besides um are you an olsen twin or girl or sister or something oh no people say are you an olsen sister and i say am i a twin and and then i this say is, no i'm not a twin you you're engaging you're making this a dialogue yeah. just <laughs> sorry sorry it's short answers no i meant with the person oh with yeah, that yeah, person. yeah yeah when they say are you an olsen sister it becomes like a, i don't know is this a trick question are you asking me do you know do you have an idea of what our first names are like i'm not sure right. what's what we're trying to talk about here it, but yeah no I, th I think that's it really <laughs> <laughs> if you were to host a podcast, what would the topic be? Have you considered it? I um I would like to this was something I came up with while we were filming Love and Death and it was like two AM and we were filming on the back porch and I started um assuming there was like a really loud party happening in a house next door. Just not even a party. It was like five very drunk people outside being very loud and our location our locations department is very good at making sure these people are comfortable when we're shooting sure. for them to be quiet. Yes. And they didn't want to do that. And so I started guessing the type of drinks that they were having um, based on their personalities. And I really thought that could be a fun entry point to discussions is making assumptions about people, which is, you know, something we should definitely do more Always. of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and um, ascribing a sort of uh, wine or cocktail like or drink to them. And then that could maybe open up a conversation where you actually have like winemakers come in and talk about stuff. Green light. And it, so I just started. So I started talking about everyone's what if everyone were a drink, what they, what they would be that night. Oh, OK. Well, let's just open this up then briefly. <laughs> OK, so what, what, what is your alcoholic? Uh, what's your adult beverage of choice? Uh, what defines you? It depends, really. Yeah. Yeah, it really it really depends. Sometimes it could just be some wine, but I'm very picky about my wine. OK. Um, and then if I'm feeling fun and I have to be careful cause you don't want to be too much fun no, cause then you stop being fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tipping point. I like vodka martinis okay. and I like, um, mezcal sours. Wow, mezcal sours? Yeah. With the egg white. I, I, I made a horrible decision about a decade ago of having a shot of mezcal, which should not be ever done in a Anytime shot Anytime anyone has ever given me a shot oh, yeah, no. since college, no, I sip it. You're mature. You're smart. <laughs> this is the right call. I've never understood. I just thirst. I just learned recently <laughs> yeah. about icing. I don't know. The, I'm Do you an know old what man. Smirnoff ice is? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's when you find one, and apparently, apparently, when you find one, you're supposed to get on your knee and chug it. No. And they're like, it's been a thing for 10 years. And I was like, S wait, oh, I, first off, didn't know. They're like, have you never watched television? It's all over commercials. Never seen a commercial where right. some, this happens to someone. And also, who who said? Like, and why would I have to? No. And someone tried to ice me. And 
they were like, you have to drink it now. And I was like, in what world would I have to do anything? <laughs> I have free will. I'm a grown woman. So you don't know about this either. No, but I'm 75 years old. Me too. I don't. <laughs> Uh, in the spirit of happy, sad, confused, what actor makes you happy? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. She just iced. She just... <laughs> uh, an actor that makes me happy. Oh, gosh. They oh. pop up on screen. This is. I'm in for a treat. I'm going to. They pop up on screen. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. Diane Keaton? Yeah, she came up recently. She Someone else actually happy. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she makes me happy. Even when she cried, she makes me laugh. A uh, movie that makes you sad? Mm, what's a movie that makes me sad? Uh, the way we were <laughs> every time. Yeah? I, I really lose it every time in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and finally, a food that makes you confused. Innards. <laughs> <laughs> Just generally innards of anything, like the intestinal tract, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a weird choice. Yeah. And apparently it's a delicacy. Delicacy, right. Well... But that is confusing to me. Yeah. Because I don't want to know what's going on inside people's <laughs> intestines, and nor do I want to eat it. People's intestines. Or well, that's <laughs> that's a really confusing... <laughs> cannibalism. Very confusing, according but, to Liz. But I mean, but like, really? Yeah. Like a... I mean, what animal's intestines is it? Is it a cow? Cow, probably, I would think, yeah. I don't want to know about it. No. no. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the new limited series. It's it's not on Max. It's on the HBO Max. HBO Max. Everybody check death. it out. Love and Death. It's fantastic work from the great Lizzie Olsen. And it's a, um, yeah, too insane to be believed story that is actually true. Um, and yeah, don't read it at all. Don't yeah, read the don't whole read thing. Yeah, don't read about it. Just watch Just, it. We, we gave him the tease, right? We gave him enough. Yes. All right. We're yes. going to go hit an amusement park and have some innards right now. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> That's awful uh, combination. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you for having me after all these years. Oh, finally. Cool. We did it. Wow, I can't believe we did this in 2015. Isn't that crazy? That's very crazy. Life has changed. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>